Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is the Forecast Roundtable Show. And we are here on a wonderful Saturday evening. It is Where's with Dark here? Pat. Huh? What? Where's here? <laughs> I don't know where here is. Well. Um, In your computer. I, oh. I, 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 I will tell you where I'm at right now. I am emotionally distraught. Okay. Okay. The last 24 hours was a, not just a blow to the heart. Uh, it was a, it was a sword through the heart. It was like Drew McIntyre's sword, his fake sword, like just drawn <laughs> through my heart. And you mean his Loch Ness dragon tooth. Yes. <laughs> and, and the, the, the general manager of one of my favorite baseball teams just bent me over and just kicked me right in the fucking nutsack. Hence why I'm wearing my Cubs hat in memory of we're only going to retool guys. Everyone. It's okay. We're going to retool. No, they do a fucking fire sale. Everybody, everybody under the fucking sun. Pat's team got my first baseman. Giant tool. Yeah. No, Pat's... everything must go <laughs> Pat, pat's team got uh my first baseman and what does he know it's a fucking home run in his first game of the yankees uniform you get another one tonight <laughs> yeah no i saw i saw awesome um yeah yeah so one goes to the yankees one goes to the two go to the mets one goes to the san francisco giants one goes to the white two went to the white Sox, which i i'm fine with that one of course and um one of them went to, I don't know, fucking San Diego, but he was kind of more of a, a role player. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So we have a bunch of uh, AAA players and um, Wilson Contreras and Jason Hayward. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> our fucking team right now. Uh, that's all right. No, listen, feel, uh, most, of them, most of them were free agents at the end of this year, which I get, but they offered contracts to all of them and all of them declined. Now, They're some like, of them were a little few losers. Some of them were a little lowball, you know, contracts. But you know, they were facing off pandemic economics. But uh, yeah, just uh, in memory of of the Cubs, what they maybe, were. Maybe you should have thrown them some of your mushroom power that you have there on your hand. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. I really should have. Should have. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so Pat, just to throw you in the loop. I went to the uh, adult beverage store yesterday after work because I was running low on certain stuff. And in this pineapple glass right here, there's some ginger ale, a quarter ginger ale, and three quarters of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Terramana Tequila. And I might say, this shit is mighty, mighty good. (laughs) So cheers to you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for some good-ass fucking tequila. I will say that. I can't believe he didn't get any plugs in for that during Jungle Crew. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> That'd have been awesome. Have you tried the tequila? It's delicious. <laughs> and then he takes a swig of it. Hmm, I've had better elsewhere. <laughs> or just some, something stupid like that. Just like throw a punch at it, you know? Yeah. So how's everybody doing? How was everybody's wonderful week? Um, oh. My week was good. Um it was a much better week than the week before. I was able to That's settle good. in on like this whole new program that they want us to run and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, got, got acclimated to it and, and put aside my personal issues with uh, 
tracking projects, <laughs> so to say. Sure. So, so good. And the uh, the weekend started off nice. Uh, you guys probably saw I put on my Facebook page, uh, you know, sitting out by the fire. You know, we're Indeed. try to do uh, fires on uh, Fridays. It's just the easiest day to do it because we don't really have anything going on usually on a Friday. So, fire hey, Fridays and you know, fire pit was a good idea, man. So oh, uh, it, uh, like I put on my Facebook post, it was it was the like when we redid our patio, I was like, gotta have a fire pit. Like I just enjoy relaxing by a fire. It's, I don't know what it yeah. is. It's just relaxing for me. I think a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people feel that, that enjoy like when we go camping, that that's my thing. My favorite thing to do is to sit by the fire at night. Cause you just chill, you drink a drink. It's relaxing, people, man. You know, it's just nice. It's easy. It is. You know, my wife is on the other hand, she's like terrified, not of the fire, but of the kids falling in the fire because they don't necessarily walk around the fire with ease. <laughs> they like stumble around and then want to run, you know, so she gets the, the females uh, always think the worst, you know, worst case scenario. So yeah, you gotta be prepared. Uh, <laughs> worst case scenario. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, but it's, it's nice. And I think the more that we do it, the the easier my wife will feel with the kids around the campfire when we go camping. So uh, it's just yeah. kind of a better way for them to get a grasp on being around fire and knowing not to run around the fire. Cause you could fall in and turn into it. <laughs> like we told my son yesterday, do you want to become a piece of crispy fried chicken? <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> I was like, then stop running around the fire. <laughs> well, you know, supposedly human flesh does taste like chicken. So that would be an analogy. <laughs> I mean, oh, doesn't I, smell like it, but I mean, I don't know about the taste. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Nor would I. But uh, yeah, so it's been good. We did. We've been cleaning the house today. Today's been house cleaning day as well as like yard work. So, you know, your normal fun adult weekend stuff. bullshit. <laughs> How's the uh, the good old apartment coming there, Pat? I've been seeing you post some stuff on Facebook with the little room and all your bookshelves and all your other stuff coming along. Well, we're having this big family reunion at my parents' house tomorrow, but my sister and brother-in-law are supposed to stop by beforehand to uh, help me hang the curtains for the living room. Uh, that's kind of the last big thing. Then I just, I got to start actually getting stuff up on the walls that I bought to put up on the walls and still some, like, like all this, like, lingering, like, small shit to put away and everything. And then I'll actually finally be, like, Okay, I live here now. Um, I mean, it's been fun now, so it's weird. Will your curtains match your carpet? <laughs> no, Pat. For one thing, there's no, there's, no, there's no carpet in the living room. The living room's hardwood floor. Yeah, I have a floor his head. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were saying. <laughs> oh, uh, you got to play it off like you don't. You're not paying attention <laughs> to me. I, I hate when you do that. But, but, but even so, that with the throw rug that I have for the living room, no, that will not match the drapes either. Pat, if I was still living in PA, I would have I would have done all that for you. I would have charged five dollars an hour, and I don't know if I can do with that. That's not minimum wage. Five dollars an hour, and several contents of alcohol taking care of all of it for you that would have got curtains. it up to minimum wage with the alcohol well yeah. as, as master shake once said i think we can make a deal there <laughs> you know curtains anything you want on the wall anything else we'll take care of it for you 
Yeah, it's funny. We got me and me and my wife. We got one of those uh, like stickers that you put on the, with the writing, like the writing that had the sayings on them. And you put them on the wall and stick them to the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we got this like probably two years ago. Still not up on the wall. <laughs> it's just still rolled up in its <laughs> carton. Hello, Darth. <laughs> I see oh. he's made his way out of his box or package, whatever you transported him in. Yes, he was in a box, and I just was like, you know what? He would look great on top of the subwoofer for the speakers for the computer, which is behind one of my monitors here, because that way it looks like he's standing up above the monitor. So that's where his spot is. It's right there. Very, very dramatic. Well, it's, you know, he's in the pose where he's like, you know, like holding onto the belt and everything. And he looks, you know, ultra menacing. And the only thing he looked more menacing is if like his lightsaber was drawn and his other lightsaber like was drawn. You just need to get like a little LED red light. To like glow behind him, perfect. Well, you got, you got it. your Laura Croft doll, though. You, you, you know, you know, it's you know, it's kind of funny about that. Is um, so some of like the lingering things at my parents' house <laughs> that are still studying in like in my in the closet of my bedroom are Darth Vader related. Um, yeah, there's a uh, it it was like a bank thing. It was like the whole thing where it's like when you put. Like Dennis Leary did like a routine on it years ago. It's like when you put like coins into it, it would like they like it would like come alive and it would start like you know like moving. Oh. And, you know, he would say anything. You know, like and I found those, I found one of those at Suncoast Video like years ago, and it mm-hmm. did still work for a while. It doesn't work anymore. So now it's like this big thing. But I had this other thing. It was, I guess it was like kind of like ceramic. It was like a nightlight. It was this thing that stood about like this tall like off of the tabletop and it was like it was like like this big and it's like you know he's just like he's like he's like like this and like the lightsaber was like the nightlight and i didn't think we still had that thing and then all of a sudden i still see it i see it sitting there in the closet like they found it somewhere so i was like I'm like i wonder if that thing works so i doubt it does but it's like if it does it's like i really would like to give it to my sister and say i think this would be perfect for the boys room my, I don't um, care if they're I don't care if they're only four and a half and just about three. They should not be scared of Darth Vader. No, no. My uh, my dad bought um, my dad bought my son um, a Star Wars light, and it has the lampshade and has like all this Star Wars like fanciness on it, right? So it's a normal light, but it has three lightsabers: green, red, and blue. Mm-hmm. And then you know you turn the light on normally for the light, and then there's another switch for the lightsabers to light up and it's kind of the same thing it's like a the light, lightsabers are supposed to be like the night light for it um it's pretty cool actually but kind of part the part that sucks about the night light is it doesn't work off the power cord like the other the main light does you got to put double a batteries in it for the fucking mm-hmm. night light part and that shit just Damn. you know yeah that's the part that does suck <laughs> but it, overall it's a cool light very similar cool ass light though Oh man, just uh, yeah. I don't have anything cool like that. <laughs> well, what, what, what the fuck? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't collect that stuff when I was a kid, man. I was, <laughs> I wasn't like I love Star Wars, but I wasn't a Star Wars collector, or, or and I don't look for that stuff now as an adult. Not that I don't think it's cool, but I just don't look for it now. I was a GI Joe and Transformer kid. Like those were my stuff. You know, that's yeah. what I played with as a kid. It was GI Joes and Star Wars. I'm not G.I. Joe's and Transformers. 
which they did have they have put on uh netflix i think just put out a tr- new transformers like tv series i was like hmm. yes part three is that. part three came out yesterday i believe it was pat um and then the he mad one that um everybody's talking about because <laughs> everybody <laughs> has a fucking opinion on that fucking show i will tell you i watched it with my son He's never watched the original He-Man series. Mm-hmm. So this is just brand new for him. He thought it was cool. My take was on it. It was different, but it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. It was different. And I was fine with it. I enjoyed watching it. I think sometimes... <sighs> what's the word for them? Purist. The, yeah, you know, like like the... Like the yeah, the fanboys. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, need, they, they need to just slow the roll and calm the fuck down because someone made a comment the one time about that they went back and started watching the old 80s G.I. Joe shows mm-hmm. and watching that and being like, wow, these some of these episodes were corny as fuck. But yet when you're a kid, you don't realize that and you're not understanding all of it. So I went back and started watching some of the He-Man episodes mm-hmm. yeah it's 80s yeah some of the stuff they were trying to get across doesn't make sense will not make sense to certain the kids today well, even yeah. e- even looking back on those episodes some of those episodes they were kind of corny and cheesy and like oh that, that wasn't a great episode but yet when you're eight nine six five years old whatever ten it's cool as shit you know, just like some of the stuff that the kids watch now, whatever it may be, you know, um, to them, it's cool. 10 years from now, they'll go back and look at it and be like, oh, that wasn't that great. You know what I mean? There's only so many, there's only certain cartoons that you get that, you know, it was cool 20 years ago and it's still cool now um, or it's still a good watch. However, you want to, you want to put it in terms, but um, they released uh, five episodes. There's two parts. So first part left you with a crazy ass cliffhanger, but mm. you've seen some scenes. They've given you some scenes from the second part. So you kind of know that's not the end all be all, but there's more to come. Um, I've heard people talking about, oh, Tila's a, a whiny bitch and all the guys in the episode are dumb and stupid. And they were just like, it's a cartoon in a fucking fantasy world cartoon. Um, it's not real realistic. It's not real life. Um, I, I, they're, you know, they're telling a story. Um, you get to see some cool stuff now um, as far as other things. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. And I think some of the part with the fanboys is they forget because they were young back then. You know, the cartoon had it had its its own arc and own storytelling but yet then yet you know some of these cartoons that had comic book series attached to them the comic books went kept it in the same direction but definitely go off in the different avenues and branches and stuff and they don't do like true retcons back then but you know they they change things up a little bit or change some stories so you know the comic book version is always going to be semi-different from the cartoon and I think as people get messed up with that, you know, I was talking to one of my friends like, Oh my God, but back when we were kids, I'm like, yeah, back when we were kids, they had the cartoon. 
I said then after the cartoon was over, after like two seasons and 130 episodes, they did a comic book series and they changed even more shit. And none of us read that shit when we were six years old. Not, yeah. not, not too many of us, you know what and I mean? And that's the thing that I found out about like the old 80s cartoons like G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, like all those. They were cartoons. Actually, they were action figures. Then they were cartoons. And then Most they were comic books. Yeah. Because the thinking from Mattel and Hasbro and all those companies was – how are we going to sell these to somebody without there being a story to the reason that these characters exist? Yeah. So then they came up with cartoons and then, you know, how do we keep things going? We can't, the cartoons are over and done with come out with a comic book, you know, yeah, or sometimes comic the comic book came hot. out at the same time. The cartoons were already out, you know, but I, I agree with you, Joe, when I'm watching He-Man, I'm not looking at it as, Oh man, this is going to be just like the original. I don't want it to be like the original. I want it to be something new. I want them to put a different spin on it. So when uh, and Darth Pat, are you going to watch it, or have you watched it? I, 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 yeah, watched it. Right. Okay, yeah, he's watching. So I didn't want to ruin anything for you. So when Adam dies, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, yeah, twice the, fir the first time. <laughs> I was like, because he dies as He-Man the first time. I was like, yeah. holy shit. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I was like, oh my God. Because I was like, He-Man doesn't die in the original. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, I yeah. don't remember that. So but he dies. I it mean, can happen though. So they go they go to hell, essentially. They call it something different. What do they call it? Um, I forget. What I don't remember the name. Um, yeah, I don't remember the name either. I mean, yeah, it's heaven and hell. Yeah, course. they go to heaven and hell. They go to hell. They essentially meet like what looks like Skeletor, but it's not Skeletor. It's somebody else. It might as well have been Skeletor. Um, <laughs> there is a name for that guy. I can't remember what it is now. It almost rhymes with Skeletor. Um, hold on. Don't look it up. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll look you that continue. up. Help me out there. <laughs> but then they go to heaven and they meet all the heroes who were He Man. Uh, you know, going back to past wielders of the sword champion, they call them champions. They're not he-men. They're called champions, yep. which was the thought was cool. Uh, and yeah, there was girls, there was guys, there was, you know, everybody was champion. So, and then of course, you know, he comes back and then before he can even be turned into he-man again, he gets killed by Skeletor because Skeletor hidden <laughs> evil, uh, evil Lynn's freaking staff. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, well, and that's you, interesting. And, and, and you can tell the, like the little foreshadowing of, man of arms and evil lynn had a baby Ooh, they got mm -hmm. kinky kinky with each other and had telia or whatever yeah tila yeah tila. And, and i think it's just it's just interesting i like i actually thought it was very well done i'm glad it wasn't like the original because and here's the other so just thinking about originals original t-man original gi joe original transformers they were in the 80s and in the 80s if you watch cartoons in the 80s all 80s cartoons like those type of cartoons had a, a a every episode was trying to tell you a um a life lesson yeah like th that was that's the what big they thing in the about. 80s that's what they were all about that's what those cartoons, cartoons were about like yeah. good beats evil all the time um yeah. don't drink the dirty water you know, whatever it was like, and, and GI Joe always ended with, and knowing's half the battle, like <laughs> here's your education for this episode. Knowing's half the yeah. battle. Like, so for all those goddamn fanboys out there that like are on the nipple of everything, 
give it up. Like relax. Yeah, they need to calm down. Enjoy the show for what it is. And if you want to nitpick it and say, well, I think this character needed more development, maybe this, that, and the other thing, fine. But to say a character's a whiny bitch, like it's five fucking episodes. And no offense, if that character was real, she'd whoop your ass because she's fucking, she's badass with a sword and staff and shit like that. So I don't think uh, she's a whiny bitch if she could beat your ass. I mean, if you want to call somebody a whiny bitch, some of the fanboys are being whiny bitches right now <laughs> in regards to it. I mean, you know, like seriously. Um yeah, I just, I don't know. It, 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 you just take it for what it is anymore. You know, they, mm-hmm. I, I understood what Kevin Smith was doing. You know, he brought back some, you know, Moss Man. People were pissed off that Moss Man died so early. It's like, listen, they're kind of like doing a continuation of the original series. It is what it is. I know. I you saw know, so many characters. I was like, oh, shit. They're like, I didn't, like, I expected them to phase in characters. And they like brought all these characters into like the very first like couple episodes. I was like, oh shit, there's Beast Man, there's Boss Man, there's this guy. And the thing now, shit. The thing, the thing now is with cartoons too. Like, you see, you see people, you see cartoon characters that fans become you know uh, attached to die, get written, you know, die in the cartoon. You know, it happens. It's they, 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 they write them now where it's more. I don't know. There's still fantasy cartoons, fantasy world, but they they try to they put more human elements and realist real life elements into what I get. But it's a different type of writing now than it was in the 80s, 90s, early well, 2000s. Yeah, you never saw because... cartoon characters die. They they get hurt, but they never oh, die. hurt really bad. Yeah. I mean, come on, no. GI Joe and Co- Cobra. They couldn't hit the freaking broadside of a barn. Nobody ever died with that. All the bullets that they shot, missiles they fired, nobody ever died. Come on. You know, <laughs> Dark you know, vehicles, laughing. He's like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, listen, you, you're seeing vehicles get fucking hit and blown up, and you're seeing, like, guys parachute out of, like, you know, ground vehicles and shit and just jumping out. Like, no, no one ever died. <laughs> they were able to escape death right before. Right before the missile hit up. the Jeep, hit the Jeep, the guys jumped to safety. Yeah, okay. Holy shit, jump, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> jump it out of there and whatnot. Scarlet, run. <laughs> Well, Speaking yeah, of I mean, community, did that parody episode of uh, GI Joe in their fifth season, where like, uh, you know, like they they're all like GI Joes, and uh, Jeff kills uh, Sin- uh, not Sinestro, Jesus Christ, Destro, Destro, <laughs> yeah. much to the horror of all the other GI Joes, and then they're, they're then put on trial uh, <laughs> by the rest of the GI Joes, and it, it just devolves from there, but. What was really cool about it is that they got like a lot of the original like, GI Joe voice cast back to like their yeah, nice. I heard about that. That's, that's cool. Voice and everything it's 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 a it's a pretty hysterical episode. It's just full of like of like fourth wall breaks and like you know references and you know like you know, com- yeah commentary on the way that their shows made were were made with like the animation errors or like you know you'd hear one person's voice but it would be a different character's lips moving and everything all that kind of stuff so <laughs> it's really just miracle the dubbing yeah, yeah. i mean s- speaking of gi joe you know mm-hmm. um the snake eyes movie just came out the other week and i me and my son went it to see it seemed to bomb so here's the thing again fanboys were pissed of course um they didn't like I don't know. They didn't like how they incorporated Joe and Cobra into it. I thought it was fine. Um, they didn't like, you know, they felt like, you know, they could have developed some of the care. It's the same old shit. They didn't like this part. This character wasn't developed properly. Blah, 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 blah. Like, here's the thing. It was Snake Eyes origin. 
And here's the other thing. Technically speaking, Snake Eyes, I do pretty promptly remember this. It wasn't shown in the cartoons, but this was stories that they did in the comics when the cartoons were going on and afterwards. Um, you know, Snake Eyes was a blonde white dude. Um, and now he's an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you should have been an Asian all the, the whole time. And I've talked to some other people and they're like, um, <laughs> he was never an Asian. He was always a white guy. That it was, was, it was just, into that. Yeah. It was a story of a, a kid, a lost kid or whatever the true thing is being brought in and an outsider being taught the ways of the yes. arcs out and whatnot, uh, becoming a ninja. So, I mean, they do it differently. You know, they kind of retcon it or just go into a different origin story between him and storm shadow because in the original you know the uh, the master said the master dies and all this stuff it's blamed on this one it was actually um uh uh was it zartan was the, i think the one who originally killed them and stuff like that so there's a lot of different things that have changed and that's even changed a little bit in the comics over the years when they've done like you know backstories on uh, snake mm-hmm. eyes and scarlet but listen they're going another route and it's just there's been so many retcons or tweaks to people's origin stories even the favorites that it is what it is at this point anymore what's the sense of bitching just if you like it you like it if you don't you don't if you're not liking it just because you're pissed off that they changed something then don't fucking watch it so i I thought it was fine it was a good action-packed movie that had a lot of cool fucking stunts in there and Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot of like, okay. um, you know, um, uh, of fighting in regards to the ninja fighting and all that jazz, some cool shit. And yeah, I mean, it. they introduced the Baroness and Scarlet. And to be honest with you, that's there's a couple, there's a bunch of tweaks to it and, and, and changes and, and new things. But it, at the end of the movie, Storm Shadow goes here, Snake Eyes goes here. And then just like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, switch spots. (laughs) No, at the end of the day, they go, they go their route where they're supposed to. And this is supposed to be the, 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 the first movie into the reboot of the GI Joe series. And this is supposed to actually have a crossover with the semi reboot of the transformers movies that are coming out. Hmm. So, and it's supposed to be like a, like they did in the comics, you know, GI Joe meets transformers. They're going to, they're going to uh, intertwine. So the one thing I have to ask is because I did I did not stay. We went to the drive-ins to watch um, Space Jam Two and GI Joe, but Space we went Jam to. Uh, well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> Space Jam Space Jam Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Listen, I I, I semi want to watch Space Jam Two just because the fact there's supposed to be a Jordan reference in there of some sort, and I just want to know how what what the Jordan reference is and, and, and go on from there. Yeah. Um, so the only thing I want to know about snake eyes is does he take the vow of silence? Well, that was the or- big thing as part of his master dying was he takes that vow of silence until he gets his revenge. Um, see, there's been different stories with that. Some of it was the, the vow is silence, but he gets into a heated battle with storm shadow and storm shadow cuts his throat. So I, I that's, remember that being one of the things too. Yeah, I think that was that is. I think, I think it was Storm Shadow. He gets his 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 uh, his throat his throat cut by him, and he fucks his vocal cords up, and he can't talk. That's why he doesn't talk. And then they kind of did the 
code of silence thing as a semi retcon to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Like he at the end, you know, at the end of the movie, he's still talking. I'm not sure what they're gonna, how they're gonna go about that. To me, I would like it where him and Storm Shadow get into a battle and his throat gets fucking slit. <laughs> you know, that'd be that'd be the let's go back to the old school way. Let's do that. But if they do a different way, so be it. It is what it yeah. is. I was just curious. Um, so let's talk a little bit Space Jam too. So yes, mm. there is a Michael Jordan reference. They don't say his name. It is in reference. Bugs Bunny makes the reference, and it's just about playing with an NBA player before. So that's, that's the it. reference. That's what you get. So we get Bugs Bunny saying, oh, "I played with the NBA player before." Yes, it, it's. I forget the exact <sighs> quote, but that yeah, it's just that he makes reference to playing with an NBA player before, or and I think he says something not like the original or something like that. He says to him, <laughs> so it, it was, it was comical. Uh, I, I, I remember that part. I just don't remember exactly what led up to it because um, it's very interesting. Like, I don't want to say LeBron was a bad actor because I, I can't really rate actors. I, I'm not like that kind of person that I can be like, well, they were great in this movie, but they were shit in this movie. I base that on the movie was a piece of shit. So they look like shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be valid at times too. So, but uh, when it comes to Space Jam 2, it was interesting. The storyline is very, very different. It is not anything like the original storyline. Um, it's a computer, which it's really even more far-fetched <laughs> than I think the original because it's a computer program that digitizes him and then sends him to Toon World. So I was like... Um, Okay, I mean, they don't. They this I mean, Jordan let's, does let's, get pulled down or get gets pulled down a freaking hole at a at a golf course. So I mean, it's I guess it's not much too much more far fetched. So, um, so they took the real player one type of situation and put it in Space Jam in their own version. Splendid. Yes. Um, and all the tunes are dispersed because the the Al, the AI that is played by Don Cheadle, like. Um, leaves Bunny Bugs Bunny by himself because Bugs Bunny didn't want to be like the rest of them and go to these different worlds. So they have to travel to different worlds within the animated world to find the rest of the original Toon Squad. Oh my God. And uh, it pretty much, if, if you want to look at it like this, it's like Warner Bros. decided to make Space Jam 2 and say, how can we have every possible cartoon character or animated character we've ever created be in this movie? <laughs> so wonderful yeah it was it was so all in all good kids movie it's it's going to be kids will love it and it's very relatable because a lot of kids know who lebron james is so yeah. it'll, it'll make a ton of money for for warner brothers um but overall how does it compare to the original i still think the original is better and not because of michael jordan just because it was the original like it it has something that you can't recreate with a second movie. Like I never thought they needed to do a space. When I heard they were doing space jam too, I was like, they don't need to do it. Don't do it because it's a, it's one of those movies. You only do it once. It doesn't, it shouldn't be redone, but yeah. it'll, like I said, it'll make a lot of money. The kids will love it. My kids enjoyed it. They thought it was great. You know, they got some laughs out of it and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, but once again, I, I, I just didn't think they needed to be redone. So, my personal opinion. Neither did I. Uh, I'm not gonna. 
I just wanted to watch it for the Jordan reference, but if that's, I, I'll just find some clip of it on YouTube yeah. or something <laughs> because I'm not watching the whole movie just for that. And that was, ugh, whatever. <laughs> that's kind of lame. Yeah, let me let me see if I can find it real quick. Put up, uh, taking a better shot, but whatever. Uh, Let me see here. Yeah, Jordan joke. I mean, technically, between two sports, baseball and hockey, we've had a crazy trade week for the trading period for baseball and a crazy opening week for uh, free agency and hockey. Signings and trades all over the place. Oh, Oh, you know what? There's There's actually two references because they... Because they talk about they uh there is actually two because I forgot he does talk about the NBA players because that's the kind of a like allude to it, but then they talk but then they're in the locker room like at halftime and there's oh, no. a person that walks in and they're like even I was like, Oh shit, tell me they really did bring Michael Jordan back for this just for this like <laughs> one spot. And it is Michael Jordan, but it's Michael B. Jordan. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, oops, wrong Michael Jordan. <laughs> so that was the other like kind of reference to Michael Jordan was that not just Bugs Bunny, but yeah. So it was the Michael B. Jordan like walks into the room in the in the uh, into the locker room at halftime, which was really funny too. Because uh. Bugs, because all the tunes get excited too. They're like, oh, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to help us win because this guy isn't doing shit. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. So I think we, unless Pat, you got anything else that you want to talk to talk about that's off topic. I think we need to jump into some basketball because I got, we got some things that are just as basketball fans, me and Joe are kind of excited about this thing. That's changing. Oh, I hope it goes through. So, uh, how about Bray Wyatt? Oh yes. He got released today. Did he? Like a thank couple hours ago, yes. Like, thank God. Like, uh, yes. You know, I usually don't talk. I'm not going to talk bad about him, but let's just be honest. The gimmick had run its course probably about five years ago, and that was before he changed into the fiend. I disagree. Okay. Um, I just believe that they they just didn't know what to do with it, and they, they ran it into the ground. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and it is very, you know, he, he did probably need to be changed up in some way, shape, or form again. But they really both gimmicks, like the original gimmick and then the Fiend gimmick, they basically, I think, just, they, they, they should just let him book it himself, really. And Yeah, I agree with that. But it, I just think got, it, it just got to a point where they were basically like, oh, we know what's getting this over. No, 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 you didn't. And nope. so it really <laughs> just fucked them over in the, in the, in the long run. So, Because I, I, I think they, they, they fucked up the whole uh, Alexa Bliss being with him, too. Yeah, they definitely did. And that match at uh, the pay-per-view where she had the black shit running down. And all that yeah, stuff. The, and, I mean, the, the WrestleMania match was booked badly. Yeah. The, the, the 
the Inferno match or five, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck they called that were wearing yeah. a bit of on fire. You know, they they went, and I don't, you know, I don't want to try to let them off the hook and say it was all because of the pandemic and performing in front of no crowds and everything, but you know, the the Firefly Funhouse match was one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think the Firefly Funhouse match was pretty brilliant because so do I. obviously it wasn't a wrestling match. Um, no, like, hey, hey, this is one area where I'll definitely disagree with uh, Jim Cornette about, you know, because um, <laughs> he hated it. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. The The problem is then when you really come right down to it, you know, Cena should have come back completely different than what he went into that match as. And obviously he didn't. Yes. Um, but, you know, hey, it's been a year and a half. And, you know, you're not working with Bray now and every other damn mm-hmm. thing. But, doesn't really much matter in that respect, but I, I just feel like they ran into the ground room with it. I'm sure our colleague will be shedding no tears over this. No, no, he won't. <laughs> no, um, no, AJ will not care. He will be probably yeah. deleted. But I, 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 I don't know. Just it, it really, and because uh, let me uh, just had it up here. Don't be surprised if they bring him back in like a month under a new contract for a lower pay grade. Well. <laughs> The article I was reading says he was probably cut because of budget cuts, which, but, um, so that they of course tweeted out their standard, you know, WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best <laughs> in all his future endeavors. I fucking blah, blah, hate that thing. Blah, blah, blah. It's such a corporate thing to do. There was pictures of him uh, yesterday and the day before, like he's been working out like six days a week and whatnot, trying to get back into better shape and, all that jazz, which you could by the picture, you could definitely tell he has. I, yeah. I, I'm just worried, like, if he's released, it's fine. It is what it is. It's not, it's not really going to hurt the product in yeah. any really shape or form. But what I think is going to hurt is, is that the fact that he's released now, that we definitely know that he's not coming back in any storyline with Alexa Bliss and her little funhouse thing. And to be honest with you, I think that shit needs to end with her pretty, pretty soon as well. Cause I think oh, yeah. that's going sure. to, it was, it's okay for a certain time, but it's going to get to the point now where I think that's, it's, it's, it's going to run its course. It's going to go past its course and they're going to keep her in that gimmick mm-hmm. and it's not going to benefit her, her at all. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like, this is the point I wanted to make. So Mickey James, who of course was recently released, mm-hmm. uh, retweeted the WWE's tweet and added this commentary. I think what you meant to say was, thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick time and time again. One so cool and over, we really didn't know how to book it right. So we just gave it to someone else so we can still make off the, all the money off of it and let you go. <laughs> Evidently, yeah. she's not coming back to WWE anytime soon. No, she's... she's, she's... <laughs> she's salty with them right now for multiple reasons yeah but you read that and then you you go "Mm." she's right she's right because they're still making money off of his gimmick with alexa bliss Mm -hmm. right and yeah i mean i i admit people love her so they're gonna buy her the pair of they're gonna buy her stuff yeah i admit when i first did the thing with with alexa pairing with him i thought it was you know, really intriguing, and I thought it was going to go somewhere really good, but then somewhere along the line, it just went off the off the fucking rails. So it went flat. They tried to and make it creepier than what it do. needed to be. Yeah, they were trying to make it like Halloweenish, like horror movie creepy, and it's it's 
they're, they just pushed it too far. It's not going to appeal. Like mm-hmm. when Bray Wyatt first came up with that character and then morphed it into the fiend, like I was okay with it. Like what, what killed it is like you said, WWE tried to control what was going to make it cool, make it interesting, make it scary, whatever they were trying to do. They didn't let Husky. Uh, I can't even think of it. Uh, Rotunda. I know his last name is Rotunda, but I can't think of his first name. Wyndham. Oh, Wyndham. I'm sorry. Wyndham. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I thought Rotunda. That's that's one of the other generation uh, wrestlers. Um, but uh, when they took it's it's almost like they took creative control out of his hands and said we're going to control the creative, but you know you 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 created it for us. But this is where this is where we want it to go instead of just letting him go. And but we know that's we know that's WWE. They they can't just let people be creative on their own and let them do it. I mean, they, they fuck so many things up as far as bookings and creative and all that stuff. Like they just, they're screwing their own product up and they're lucky that there's nobody big enough right now to take them out. Because if there was, if there was still a WCW type organization that was big like that, WWE be in a lot of trouble right now. They'd be in some really big trouble right now. I mean, they, they don't, they don't care what AEW is doing because AEW still and AEW's be, they don't care what they're doing because they're they're not on their level yet. And it's gonna take them a while to get on their level, no matter who they bring in in regards to wrestling talent. I mean, I believe I read that Vince was like it was either Vince or somebody else in the high ups were like, Well, you know, good for good for them. You know, we we can give them some more of our talent if they want. Yeah, like, they were they were they, they were very ho hum sounding. So they, they don't give a shit, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't want to take the AEW versus NXT comparison. But you know, AEW was beating them in ratings for ninety eight percent of the time. But that's you know uh, that's that's one you know one show shit. against yeah one show against another, and I you know what they just need to AEW just really <clears throat> does need to focus on themselves and to be honest with you them and the other wrestling organizations just need to focus on this what they're doing right now with these Mm -hmm. collaborations you know opening the door um and having these collaborations with each other because mickey james is with nwa she showed up at ntna pay-per-view offered an open challenge to uh diana i always fuck up her name um the champion in TNA to come over to the NWA pay-per-view this, that, and the next thing. So, you know, um, switchblade Jay white showed up on a TNA pay-per-view, the leader of the bullet club. So, you know, you got you, the, he, he brought in a new member from TNA as a, uh, a bullet club member. So you got, you got the bullet club showing up now in the United States, like the leader. So, you know, the rest of them are going to be coming at some point. And I think they're going to be, you know, interacting with each other, yeah. um, whatever the case may be, NWA, TNA, AEW, um, you, you might see ROH, you know, get involved in this, uh, AAA. So, you know, the, the ones in the U.S. need to, this is their way to, to me, I think it's awesome. This is their way to make another historic change open another historic book in, in, in wrestling history to, to do something like this and to have talent and different shows as long as they play it out right 
and people don't get pissed off and start bitching about money and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, you're all going to fucking make money because if someone shows up on TNA and you advertise them on AEW, they're going to turn into AEW and watch them. And then, you know, NWA is not on a big network right now, but people will find whatever fucking network NWA is on or wherever you can watch it. And they'll go watch NWA to see so-and-so show up on that show and same with ROH, vice versa. So mm-hmm. it's it's good, good collaboration for them to to do this. And, you know, Triple H made the comment a while back about, you know, we, we could talk about having, the, you know, opening the door. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still yeah. feel if, if they would agree to that, they'd want to shit on every other fucking wrestler. Like mm-hmm. if you had a competition or some battle Royal 15 fucking matches, 13 of those matches would be all won by WWE wrestlers. So mm-hmm. I, I just think they would want to, they, they, they fall through that door and not want any of their wrestlers to really take a, do a job for anybody else outside right. the company. And the sad thing is, is if they did do the job and allowed like say a, not 50%. So 15 matches, eight of them were won by outside guys. So they have the winning margin that just adds fuel to the, the fact that, Ooh, maybe these talented, maybe these wrestlers are better. And that just allows for more people to then go watch those shows that those people are on. And it's not going to take away from their business. Like it just adds value seeing that WWE is willing to say there are talented wrestlers on other shows so we're going to let them win on our show and show you how good they really are by having these really spectacular matches. It doesn't hurt your product. It brings more fans to your product because maybe those people that are only watching AEW right now because they're so sick of the WWE brand, maybe they come back to WWE because of this. You never fucking yeah. know. Like yeah. you Everyone's winning on this. No one's really losing. Something like that. Yeah, no one's really losing. No. And realistically, no one is. So people have been talking about it. Like they're 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 stoked about all these possible crossovers and matchups. I mean, John uh Moxley and Sammy Callahan used to be a tag team back in the day. Uh the switchblade switchblade conspiracy or whatever. I don't remember the full name, but the switchblades. They were a brutal tag team together. They're tagging up for the first time in like over, over 10 years that nice big Sammy Callahan runs like his own little small wrestling local wrestling organization they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tag together for the first time uh against their mystery opponents <laughs> we don't know who they're gonna be yet but yeah i feel you know, like just, aj doesn't like moxley like does he aj doesn't like moxley does he um i don't think he cares for him i think i don't I think he's he might be indifferent with him I'm trying to remember i'm thinking indifferent at the at the best maybe indifferent yeah. at the best i think he's the one he's that's the one of the three he's indifferent yeah. The other two, he's he likes Rollins a lot. Yeah, he likes Rollins, but I I try I'm trying to think. Uh, the, he, he likes he likes Rusev. Rollins too. It, who it's you see, he was Rusev. Now he's uh what is it in, in, in AEW Miro Miro or Nero Nero Miro. So yeah, I know he, he doesn't, doesn't like, like him at all. No, <laughs> no he definitely doesn't. I don't know. I liked Rusev Day. I I like that. I like that the the revision of Rusev. The Rusev Day gimmick they did with that just it worked fans he had fun with it like even he enjoyed that like you could tell it was different for him to come down to doing the rusev day and stuff and of course you had um 
I can't remember his name that was doing like the introduction for Rusev Day and stuff. I can't remember his. Oh, Adam. I want to say Adam. Alex English or Adam yeah, English. Alex English. One of the, that's whatever. what it was. Yeah. Aiden English. Aiden English. Aiden English. Okay. Sorry, with an A. This is why I, I ended with an English. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling names. Don't ask me. Um, uh, I can always picture the guy, but I never know their names. But yeah, but Aiden English was doing it, and I'm pretty sure he's been gone for a really long time now from WWE. Um, yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that guy. But he's somewhere. I can't remember where it is though. But yeah, we'll see what yeah, happens. I mean, just to sum it up and everything though, again, like you know, you, you guys talked about, you know, especially with like, like Rusev, like with Rusev Day, and there was also, of course, everything like 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 that Zack Ryder did, and you know, a lot of the Daniel Bryan stuff. And this even dates back to like when Flair came to the company back in 1991. Mm-hmm. Like there was only so far that Vince was going to push him because he wasn't Vince's creation. There's this old joke. Nobody gets over on my watch. Hmm. They just don't like it when guys get over on their own. Yeah. They, it's they hard really to do. convince they them seem, otherwise. They, they seem to feel they seem to feel this need to sabotage uh, or to exert control over it and, inevi- and um, you know, inevitably fucks it up. So. Yeah. That's You're why I was... It the way that I want you to get over. Yeah, and that's why I was extremely, extremely fearful of how AJ Styles was going to be used when he showed up mm-hmm. at that Raw Rumble. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then after the match, I'm like... Oh, fuck. What are they going to do with him? <laughs> because all the other former TNA guys did not really do very well overall, average at best. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Samoa Joe have pretty much done the most, and he's done the most out of all the former TNA guys. And it's just kind of like, oh, man, are they going to try to fucking bury him and, and make him into this? And uh, I'm grateful it did it, but that's, that's a huge concern because he got over on his own. He created his own thing, you know, TNA, Indies, New Japan, Bull Club Leader, all that shit. So well, it's t- talking about getting over. I have to I have to reminisce a little bit here with the Zack Ryder. Do you guys remember watching the Zack Ryder YouTube videos about <laughs> <laughs> this is WWE? This is Zack Ryder getting over. And he'd like push his little figure over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> like, those were some of the funniest like videos, like I have ever seen like he was just the internet champion yeah the internet cha- like he was it was great and then yep. wwe tried to give him a push and of course they fucked it up uh, people want to say yep. zach Ryder fucked that up i don't think he fucked it up because i don't think they booked it right i i honestly don't think they booked him right and gave him the proper showing and mm-hmm. the proper push to be able to help him get all the way over into he could have been a, he was never going to be a main eventer but he would have been a really good high mid carter yeah because he had the wrestling ability had the charisma he was pretty decent on the mic but you didn't want to fucking really push him because even that interview that they had quick interview that they did with uh triple h like he was like who the fuck is Zack Ryder? Like he, he made it off like he knew who he was but he really didn't know and he really didn't fucking care because let's face it he didn't like him like he didn't like the kind of person that he was. <laughs> he knew Zach Ryder, but he wasn't digging what he was doing. No, he definitely wasn't digging it at the time, so, which is sad. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to talk the NBA. 
And we we have to. We just have to talk to the NBA. Because there is some major sweet ass changes going on. But before we talk about the change, we do let's just talk. Let's talk the uh Olympics and the uh and Team USA. Because Team USA did finally they qualified for the quarterfinals. It's Italy, France, Australia, and the USA, which is pretty impressive because I honestly didn't think the USA was going to qualify. I was like, eh, they may not make the quarterfinal. They may not make a medal round. You know, they may not make that. I was worried after that like France garbage. game. Oh yeah. They were, they were playing like garbage when we talked about it on the last podcast, they, they just, they, they weren't playing team ball. It was all individual. And one of the biggest things that they were having problems with is, which is one of the things that we're going to talk about was they can't draw fouls like they can in the NBA. They can't do nope. that in international play. They don't call that bullshit. <laughs> They're like, play on, fellas. This isn't the <laughs> NBA, bros. <laughs> this is international. We play. <laughs> so it was very interesting. And the big headline coming out of the Olympics, like this is like the big thing, is Kevin Durant is now the all-time leading scorer in international Olympic play. Like, honestly, cool. I look at it and I but go... I don't really fucking care because like, that's great, but it doesn't fucking mean anything because the, what I care about with the Olympics is showing up playing and doing your best to try and win another medal. If you don't win another medal, that's fine. As long as you do your best, I don't give a shit. Like, but that's what the Olympics is about. Do your best that you can and hopefully you'll win a medal. You know? Yep. Uh, which I guess I guess we should talk about this because this is Olympics related and this is sports related, um, and I'm sure all you guys know about Simone Biles and the whole thing yep. that went on with her, and I'm kind of disgusted at the way the media is handling it, and because I watched the replay of the women's team all around. Mm-hmm. And I watched because I at that time I already knew him because uh, I was watching on Peacock. So it was like a day later they do the replays of like the different events and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So thank you, uh, Theo, for uh, letting me uh, borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, but so I'm watching the replay, and the first thing I looked at was Simone Biles's face, and I was like, I can tell just based on what they reported she is not into this like there's something mentally off right now with her and you then you watch her do her warm-up she's over rotating she under rotates she does this like she's just something is fucking off okay and you know there were so many people the media portray i don't think the i think some media did it okay and some media didn't but one of the things that pissed me off was not really just the media it was all these fucking people that are butthurt that she didn't step up for the United States and just fucking go and do it. It's for the United States. Stop being such a whiner and stuff like that. It's like, listen here, you fuckers. Like, like what do they know? You have a, you work a nine to five job. That's just like, totally different. Like you have no idea. Like these, these athletes and it's, and I have no idea either, but I can take it from an understanding of what athletes understanding an athlete's mental process and preparation and stuff like that. It's not just about winning a medal. It's, it's not just about representing your country. Yes, that's what the Olympics are about. But you got to understand these people are still fucking human beings. Like yep. there is an not immense machines. amount of stress. The whole time leading up to the Olympics, all you heard as soon as gymnastics got underway and like um, 
you know, the Olympic tryouts and all this stuff. And this happens years in advance. This isn't just like one year in advance. This is years in advance that this starts. To it was all eyes on Simone Biles, you know, and how good is she going to be? She's going to lead us to another medal. And she's going to do this and she's going to do this. Everything making it, painting her like she's the perfect athlete in gymnastics and that she's the only way that we're ever going to win another gold medal in, Olymp in the Olympics yeah. Yeah. in gymnastics. It's like she's not the only one on the team. There are, I don't know how many other people there are on the uh, female gymnastics when they do team gymnastics. I think there's four that go or is there there's more? Four, I think there's four and then there's, there's alternates or something like there's, that. Yeah, so there's four for the... <clears throat> the main team for the for the all-around team medal that they came in second with the silver and then they do the qualifying as far as um getting spots for like individual um right. you events. can do it two maximum per country yeah so like um uh michaela i forget her last name i want to see skinner but i'm not sure that's right Michaela is taken over for Simone so, in one of the four exercises in one of the one of the events I should say, right. and then the other event no one's taking her spot. So it's just the one, uh, the right. other one uh, American girl. So that's why you see the four main girls wear blue, and the others wear red because they're the they're the they're they're competing for the individual right. events that they they qualified for. Yeah, so and I, I overall wasn't team. sure exactly how many people are actually on the U.S. Olympic team think, for gymnastics. But I think there, it's four plus a uh, couple alternates at least, three or four more. Um, I had to look it up. I don't remember off the top. Of my so head. I mean, you, you have the four main people. So there's like you can't say that, and they don't all compete on every event either. Like there's like it's the three best athletes for that event on the all around. Like whatever the three best. People they take the top three scores. They all compete, but they take the top three scores of, so uh, of it. Right. So it's just, it's one of those things like you can't just say it's one person that's going to help when that win in a gold medal or, or whatever medal. It's the whole entire team is there to represent. Yes, you may have the captain, which I get it. Simone Biles is the captain, but that puts one person on an entire team under immense stress, an immense yeah. amount of stress. Nobody except for that person or anybody else that's ever competed in the Olympics and had that kind of pressure put on them understands what that athlete is going through. So the fact that she was able to recognize that if she competed on that day, that she was going to hurt their chances that instead of help their chances of meddling in gold or any other medal was smart as hell on her part to say, I am not able to do this i can't do this like i'm going to hurt you and you hear her they have it mic'd up loud enough that you can hear her say i'm gonna step i'm i'm stepping down i'm not gonna it's not gonna help you guys i'm gonna be your biggest cheerleader i'm gonna do this and she stayed she did exactly what a captain should do stayed there and rooted on her team from the sidelines and did what yeah. she should do that was gonna best help the team and they got a silver you can't be upset with that no could you imagine no, if she competed not. and screwed up? How many people would have been so pissed at her for being such a terrible? It, it, it's a it's it's a double edged sword because they would have been like, oh, if she was having these mental issues or something was going on, wasn't right, she should have stopped and let somebody else take. Her. They would have flipped the script on her. Oh, they would have been terrible. Which is, is, they would have ripped which is, her apart. Which is what we do. This is so. what we do in you know in, in sports in this country and how people act in regards to it. You know. Um, it's it's pretty sad. You, I I I felt like something was wrong when they started the all rounds 
and she did the floor exercise and she over rotated, overpowered the one run. Mm -hmm. And then she slipped off. She like slid out of yeah, the, the, of the floor. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And just had the look on her face was like, she seemed upset, but she didn't seem like, like her normal self, mm -hmm. like I've seen her in the past. And yes, people, I, I'm a huge Olympic person. Like I love sports and I do watch gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So that's I, probably my favorite I, thing to watch I, in the first I watched week. the yeah, I watched I watched the world championships too when it's on, stuff like that. I, I foul a lot of various Olympic sports summer or winter time, like when they're doing their other stuff I, in between the four years. The one that's that fun I've to watch for to me. Watch I, has been beach um um Damn it, beach handball, handball, beach handball. I can't oh, the find beach handball? beach handball. I want to watch it because now that I know about it, I'm like intrigued to watch this. I'm like, this sounds really sweet because I watched it indoor handball and I'm like, dude, these people are running the hell into each other. This is like- dude, they're physical on the indoor yeah. handball, man. I'm like- yeah, And that's why I want to watch the beach one. I'm like, sweet, like beach. I love beach sports. Like yeah. you got people playing handball. They're beating the crap out of each other in the sand. Like this is going to be pretty, pretty freaking cool. Now that I, I didn't even know it was an Olympic sport. I had no idea it existed until the Norwegian team was like, we're wearing shorts and not bikini bottoms. So I thank oh, yeah, the Norwegian team fines. for introducing me to beach <laughs> handball. <laughs> Well, another thing I noticed too is um, watching swimming and then they're doing it in track and field too, that they're doing um, mixed events. Mm -hmm. So they had a, a, a mixed, mixed relays. They're doing mixed yes. relays now. So they had two men, two women, and some mixed relays for the swim. I think 800 meters and 1500 meters, I think. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but there was like two events for that. And then today I saw highlights where there was a, it was either four by 100 or four by 400 relay and it was a mixed two men two women and i think we we meddled in 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 that one for track and field but i was like oh shit we're I doing like the mixed track stuff. and field one i didn't know about the the uh swimming uh the swimming track and field and then they showed another one it was uh oh marathon running there was uh no triathlon there was a mixed uh, uh triathlon relay which they did where the americans came in uh i think silver and then um I think the Americans meddled in uh, shooting, like skeet shooting or whatever they do. So they had a, a, a mix. Yeah. <laughs> skate, yep. skate, skate. <laughs> they had a, they had a mixed in that too. And I was like, Oh, they're doing like mixed, mixed, mixed sports here. That's, that's different. Uh, that's the first year. This is the first year they've done a lot of those, uh, uh, the mixed uh, sports. Well, I, that was cool. Yeah. So that's that a different cool. aspect of it. If they could give the athletes another chance to didn't qualify for, the individuals you can get on the mixed relay team and get a medal there you can mix so it up man mix it up that, that was cool oh it's a bottle cap oh well all right so now on to the very cool thing that i know joe and i want to talk about <laughs> maybe not so much darth pat but well, well, real, this real. well real quick um yeah all those people criticizing simone biles fuck off <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Thank you. I like just it. Really, just, just fuck off. Plain and simple from Pat. Fuck off. All right. So yeah. one of the things that has really I made hope this me not, changes has made me not want to watch the NBA for a long time has been the draw the foul. Like I'm an offensive player. I'm going to draw a foul from the defensive player. I mean, plus the fact that I I really feel like the NBA has 
gone from a physical type basketball game to a, a, a more of a finesse game, which is fine, whatever. I know it's got to change, but I really enjoyed more the physical play of the late 80s, early 90s basketball. That was just my preference. Yeah. But they have, they ha- this has been thrown around. These are possible rules now. This is not definite yet. You know, these are just things that they have, they're, they're looking to incorporate. And I think that these need to be incorporated because of things that have been happening in the NBA for God knows how many years now um, with players, shooting players, jumping into defenders to cause yep. contact, which Looking automatically becomes a foul. So they have four things that they're looking to incorporate into the rules. Offensive players launching into defenders. Happens all the time. Happens all the times. <laughs> Defender goes, and I don't have a clip, but maybe we will with James Harden. We might have a clip with James Harden because I'm going to show some <laughs> James Harden clips, which make me laugh because it's like absurd, like some of the fouls that he hits called. But literally, you see the defender leap past the guy, like to the side of the shooter, and the shooter jumps diagonally to hit the um, defender, which is ridiculous. That's not a foul and should have never been called a foul. Uh, we got offensive player abruptly veers off their path. So they're running one way and they see the defender over on another side. So they run over into the defender and cause a contact, which is ridiculous too. Uh, shooter kicking yeah. their legs out, which we've seen this too. They do like a flying V all the time in the air. Um, which you do like a split and shit and kick the leg out to the, like a direction your leg would not be fucking going if you're shooting a jump shot. Like yeah, seriously. Like- like, I didn't know we're doing acrobatics in the air as NBA players. Um, I didn't know when I have to shoot a three-pointer that my left leg goes all the way to the left in, a, <laughs> in the direction of the defender trying to jump in my way, but off to the side. Now, if you saw them in warm-up shooting like that, then you would know that's their normal shooting motion. But I have never in my life have I ever seen a, a shooter of any level throw their legs in weird directions, except for... Legs are straight up and down. Like <laughs> that's the normal jumping motion. Yeah. Yeah. And then you that have offensive players using their off arm, their off arm to hook a defender, which this one, I think they particularly said James Harden does this like oh, every time. Like I, I was watching this compilation that I'm going to show you guys in just a minute. And I'm a, I saw at least three of these in the first minute that of this compilation, three hooks like that he gets caught. And like, it's not just like he puts his arm out there. He literally grabs the person that's defending him and holds them until he shoots the ball. I don't know how that's a foul on the defender when they can't even physically get away from the person. Like that makes no sense to me how that's ever been a foul on a defender. Like, shouldn't that be an offensive foul for holding? Like, if there's a holding foul in, in NBA, I could swear there is, because I think defensive gets holds. If they hold the guy's jersey and pull on it, I'm pretty sure there's yeah, a defensive a foul. hold. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a foul. foul. You know? Um, so it doesn't make sense. And the really cool thing that they're that they're doing with this, which, uh, like I said, I don't know if Darth Pat has any opinions on this, but this this paragraph right here, if contact on these plays is deemed marginal, according to... Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. They will not be called a foul on either side. But if the offensive player's contact impacts the defender's speed, quickness, balance, or rhythm, offensive fouls can be called on them as well. So these could end up being offensive fouls if it affects how the defender is allowed to play the game. 
which I, I hope think this is shit goes really, through. Which is I, I think this, awesome. Hey, James Harden, better watch out. You might get a lot of foul outs in the fucking first uh, half of the season. Well, and that and see, this is the thing. This is why I wanted to bring this up as as, as being somebody um, that watches, sees this, and like is just bewildered by some of the fouls that they call anymore, and and the fact that the games have gotten. S- so high scoring recently in the last couple of years because of the amount of, well, three balls that are shot, but also the number of fouls they get called for, you know, on shooters and they'd be able to go to the line and stuff a lot more often than they normally would. It makes you wonder how some of these guys that put up these big numbers, are they still going to be able to put up these big numbers without the fouls that they're getting called on? Yeah, that's true. Like, is that going to take away from their abilities? Like, are they going to have to really show that they can shoot or are they just you know, passing the ball more now because yeah, got to see what their shots per game are compared to free throw attempts per game are right and see what, the, uh, which fair, which one starts to vary more. Cause one of the other big offenders of this that people have pointed out is Trey young. Like he is a constant, like I was watching a compilation on him too. Cause I was like, as soon as I saw this, I was like, I got to watch some of these, like, cause some, I knew somebody was going to put together these compilations and he's he's a repeat offender of the stop and let the defender run into you. Yeah. Like he does that. <laughs> yeah, he he'll be dribbling, he'll dribble past them, and you can see him look back and he's like, oh, he's like two steps behind and he'll stop and then jump backwards into the guy. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like that, yeah. That's not a foul. <laughs> it's just tricky ways to get fouls. Yeah. And I like I like I literally watched one where the defender had his hands down his by his side, didn't even put his hands out. And they whistled a foul because Trey Young jumped into him. I was like, yeah. that's really sad. <laughs> like I could like if I was an NBA caliber caliber player, I I I I'd be I'd be pissed if I was getting fouls called on me for that kind of stuff. So fat, so pissed. So I gotta stop sharing because I gotta make sure I share this for video. So I wanna share with you guys the uh the video for this. Plus, I got to make sure I share the sound on it. And let me go over to James Harden. So, got to rewind it a little bit. Just a couple seconds. All right, here we go. So, we're just going to watch it like maybe about a minute or so of this. And I know, Theo, you'll get a, you'll get pure laughs out of it. And Darth <laughs> Pat, you got to watch this because some of this stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. But here we go. Tap the numbers. Harden's got a corner man in Chris Paul, but he's tied up. Like, oh, they slap hands. Good job, man. Good job. (laughs) But the replay is awesome on this. It's absolutely awesome. If I was hard, I would lose my ass. Like, like how is that a foul? He's hooking his arm. He's (laughs) hooking his fucking arm. Look at this. I tell you what, that's a takedown by James Harden. That's a takedown by He just yep. laid on Michael Carter Williams' back. Yeah, and, and this is Chicago, so I know you you love this. I watched this game. I was pissed. So here we go. Here comes James Harden. And I'm just gonna lay on your back. <laughs> yeah, he lays on top of him, but yet Carter Williams gets the foul. He's just gonna lay on top of him. Wow! And make it look as if. And then Harden's like, "Oh my God, how did he foul me?" Fucking horrible. And this is another one where they need to. And then Harden throws the ball at him. 
And the fact that the referees are this stupid that they can't see that he doesn't even get hit here is ridiculous. Yeah. Hits his beard. Yeah, it was like a swipe at the bottom of his beard. Here's another classic James Harden, too. He's a great actor. He could be in movies. Biggest pop. Pop's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Offensive foul, his second. That's not an offensive foul. That is not an offensive foul. There's Harden taking it in. Oh, this one's great, too. Griffin doesn't even move. And now they're playing on the same team. That's funny, too. One one, it's in the bonus. Here we go. Look at James right there, and uh, oh boy. Oh my just fell. <laughs> fell back. Look, if you're a ref, I would be embarrassed to be a fucking ref watching that and, 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 and calling a foul. He needs a fucking Academy Award. He does. Oscar nomination. Him and LeBron. He doesn't even get hit. Oscar nominations. He, he is the epitome of the hand is like this far away from his face. <laughs> and the fact that the ref whistled it and then acted like fucking horrible. Oh, here's oh, another Paul George. One. I remember this one. Drives on George and draws the foul. And that's where he's as good as anybody in the league. Creating that contact. It was anybody what? As an actor? Yeah, no. Creating the contact. Yeah, he's creating it. it out the left side. No one, no one communicated with Paul George. No, the other thing that pisses me off watching the these games side, is the announcers. Ninety-five percent of the time, don't call this out. They yeah. just, they just, they sort of go like it's, it's fucking normal, and that, that pisses me off when I watch it. I'm like, you guys fucking know better. You, all you fucking commenters, ex basketball players, coaches, you guys fucking know better that what Harden doing is bullshit. Well, yeah, but and they're, you're on national television, so you got to watch what you say. Well, Suck yeah, it up. Fact that Call it out. He's like, oh, this guy didn't come over to help. What was there to help with? The defender yeah. was there. That was going to be a foul no matter what. I don't care who the hell came over to help him. It, it was a help. foul before it even started because Harden put his arm around the guy and, like, pushed him with him. Yeah. Left yeah, was, uh, and nobody yeah, communicating yeah. to him. So he's unaware of fuck, what he should do. Get the fuck unaware. That's, that's going <laughs> he hooked fucking Paul George's goddamn arm, and you're going to talk Don't about... Don't forget to check out oh, sportscases.com. No, that, that was the last Well, Van Gundy actually said that wasn't a foul on Paul George. Well, <laughs> so, thanks, Van Gundy, after the fact for, for saying that. So, uh, so I know, like I said, Theo and I, we so hope this uh, goes into effect because we get so tired of watching... People like James Harden, people like uh, um, Trey Young, and there's a bunch of other offenders too. But those are like the two biggest ones that really stick out on my mind. That LeBron's just flopping. abuse, like abuse the contact rule to the nth degree. That it's so yeah. ridiculous of how they get fouls, and and it really needs to stop. It needed to stop years ago. But I like Trey Young too. I think he's a really good young player. I just yeah, I just wish I he would stop doing. I just wish he would stop doing. Don't don't imitate. Don't emulate some of the other guys, please. Yeah. That don't don't do that. Don't put yourself in a category like that. Don't emulate those guys. No, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't like Trey Young. Yeah. No. And, and, and see, and LeBron. Yeah. And... Why do I not like Trey Young? Because he beat your Knicks in the playoffs yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he 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 definitely he was 
a big factor in why they beat the Sixers too. I mean, the Sixers had other reasons uh, that they lost that series too, but uh, he was a big factor. I mean, he was he was dead in Game Seven. I'm not. Yeah, Game Seven. He was dead. Like he had nothing. He had like four points in the fourth by the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden they just. And we'll, we'll just let him shoot and do his thing. And then he freaking buried him. I was yep, like, oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Caught on fire at the right time. But yep. yeah, it's just, it's, you know, and we talk about LeBron. LeBron is a big, he exact, like, I think sometimes he does get fouled. Like he legit gets fouled, but he, oh, he does. exaggerates it. Like he turns it into this like big fucking huge foul. Like he got knocked down. Like, dude, you're like 260. Yeah, no, not six foot eight. Six, six foot, foot eight, eight and about two fifty something. Get get out of here with that shit. Yeah, like you're not getting hit it. that hard that your arms are like fucking broken or you know that you've got a like you're getting plowed to the ground. Like, come on, be like, yeah, he's over dramatic. It's a little shit. dramatic for me. Like, and like I said, that's my been my biggest problem with the NBA for the longest time now is the dramatics of of the fouls and how many fouls are called and just like the ticky tackiness of just the NBA, like, you know, I encourage people to go back and watch footage from the late eighties, early nineties, and just be able to compare and say, look at how physical the NBA was then compared to how it is now. And tell me how easy it was to get a flagrant foul or a technical foul in those days compared to now you could easily yeah, they, they 90% of the guys that played now. in the NBA back then would they would foul out of games because of how the physicality has changed like you can't play that way in the NBA anymore because you would literally foul out like all that contact it's oh. not allowed anymore which I is think crazy. that's another I think it's another reason why the NBA, <clears throat> NBA. I think that's another reason why Team USA struggled against France because they were getting manhandled in that game. Yeah. Like that was, you have NBA players who've played internationally as well before, mm -hmm. but they understand how the international game plays because they've played international before they went to the NBA, so on and so on, and the players they play with. And they're like, hey, this is international. That shit that the rest of Team USA, all those players like to do in the NBA, shit ain't going to fly over here. So they really played tough, uh, and they kind of definitely manhandled them on multiple occasions in that game. So that's oh. why I was like, these fuckers are going to lose. And if the other teams had just a little bit of talent to manhandle Team USA and try to push them around, I don't care if you have Draymond Green on the team because the other players were getting fucking manhandled. Yeah. And you're able to score, keep up with the U.S. to a certain extent, you're, you're going to have a chance to beat them. Well, and that was the big difference between the original Dream Team and all the other Dream Teams since then. Because that level, that type of play was still very prevalent in the NBA when they went to the, when the 92 Olympics was. Uh, it was I still, I still like, think, I still think with the, even with the three point line shorter in, in, in international play, I, Team USA is going to live or die by the three. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think our host, Theo has run out of juice on his laptop oh no oh no oh no he needs to rejuice <laughs> so maybe he'll be back on his uh on that his can, phone we'll that can be almost anything <laughs> he needs to rejuice oh there he is see he's back 
He is back on his phone. I thought he would be coming back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> oh, can you guys hear me? I'm back. I had to go on yes. my tablet because my yes. <laughs> laptop died. I figured. Oh, yeah. I was like, ah, it, was, it was coming. It was coming. I just don't know how to set my shit up now. I feel like a pat. So, Darth Pat, since you were not a watch-the-NBA kind of guy, you, you pay attention to what the Knicks are doing, and that's really about it. Oh, there you know, we what go. You think, what do you think about this new the new rules that they're looking to implement? Uh, rules are good. We need rules. <laughs> Love the way you put that Thank one. you. <laughs> we need rules for this day. That, that shit that Harden does is ridiculous. I mean, it looks like he's trying to put a fucking hammer lock on a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fucking silly and stupid. You know, it's like, hey, if you want to go be great at hammer Valentine, then you go learn how to wrestle. You know, so. um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it's funny you say about the game being more of a finesse game now. It's like, yeah, it's like, which I get. It, it it seems like they don't ever like to call fouls though. It just it just seems like there's so much stuff that you could call. Uh, you know, you you could call uh, fouls on like or that were fouls when I played that. You know, it's like yeah, nothing now. You know, it's, you can do whatever you want. You can touch the guy as long as you want. You can, you know, be like dragging him like you know up the court. You can be hip tossing him up the court. That's legal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like it, you know, just based off watching what we just watched. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, but yeah, so. you know, you know, you have flagrant one, flagrant twos, and all this bullshit now. And it's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I get it to a point, but it's, it's. Well, and I, and I feel like there used to be a time, and, and maybe this is just not my memory serving me right, but you couldn't, as an offensive player, push away defensive players like you couldn't push them off like i see a lot of guys like almost like give stiff arms at time to like push players away and they'll like hook around them and push them backwards so they can't guard yeah them. Like, so i the, don't know when that became a legal thing in the nba but i don't ever remember ever being able to do that so they changed a rule i believe i don't remember when it was it's a while ago where like i think it's a i think it has like it's kind of like the extension of the arm as far as the offensive player, um, you know, trying to space himself away from a defender. Like, I think it's one of those things, like if he extends his arm out fully to do it, then it's an offensive foul. But if he kind of like does in or three quarters in, then they kind of like, oh, it's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. And see, I, I, I understand a lot of people be like, well, you got to be able to protect yourself from the defender. I but you do. That. I do. You could do this. This yeah. is what. This you is know, what it used to be. Guys used to be able to, they used to put their forearms out. I mean, and, pros, you guys are like six, seven with like seven foot wingspans. Your, your arms are pretty long enough to do the, the 90 degree, you know, it, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. And I mean, so it's just, things have changed so much and uh, what they allow players to do, which really puts a lot of times the defender at a disadvantage to be able to guard the ball. So yeah. We always talk about, oh, there needs to be better defense. You know, there's no defensive players. Well, when you think about the way the rules are and the way they favor the offensive player, who wants to play defense? Who wants to put that much time in a defense when you're probably going to get called for a foul for not doing anything anymore? You know, so, I, you know, as 
as I, when I think about it that way, it makes more sense that there's not as much hard nose in your face defense because the potential for getting called a foul and then fouling out of a game potentially is so much greater than it used to be. No, absolutely. So it's, 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 I will always understand the evolution of games and games need to advance, but there also has to be fairness on for both sides of the ball. Players need to be able to play defense and offensive players need to be able to protect themselves and, and, you know, have the ability to have a favorable game, but not to the extent where you can't play defense anymore or where defense is thought of as a second thing because, oh, that makes the game boring. Or it's situational defense, like seriously, situational. Yeah. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Defense when it's a purely defensive game, like I've seen games in the NBA where it's like 70 to 65 and stuff like that. Yeah. That can be pretty boring because I mean, that's a lot of missed shots. Like that does make the game kind of boring, but it also adds an element to the game that you don't see anymore. No, that would be funny. I would love to be like new rule. Not allowed to play man defense anymore. Zone only. I would love to see that shit. That would, you know what? That would not work in the NBA with all the three point shooters. Like it would just be Jack three Jack all day. Uh, I would love to see a game where they, they were only able to play two, three or three, two zone. That's it. No box in one. None of the other fancy bullshit. Two or two, three or three, two. No, no, no one, three, one, no two, one, two. None of that shit. Either two, three, or three, two. Let me see a fucking full NBA game. I don't want to see what the fuck that happens. I want to see that I don't shit. Think, I don't know. I, you know, you would think, coach with the with the intelligence of coaches and the intelligence of players. I, I, I would be scared to see what that would look like. Like honestly, <laughs> so would I. Like I would be scared to see what but that I looks do like because you would almost have you'd almost have to do a three two to be able to cover the the top of the key. You'd yeah. almost have to do a 3-2 to cover the top of the key because you, I wouldn't worry about players driving and dunking as much. No. I'd, be have, I'd be defending the three constantly because most teams have at least two to three good three-point shooters anymore. Yeah. Nobody plays, nobody plays the low post like it used to. Now, if you're talking late 80s, early 90s, uh, that would be terrible because people played the post then. And you'd be posted up all the time. Somebody would be playing the post all the time and just switching which side they're playing on. It would be kind of funny, though, because <laughs> Steph Curry, you know, I can bring him up, but Steph Curry be like, bitch, you want to play a 3 2 zone? I'll bet you just for the fucking half court. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm going to make it. <laughs> Trade line would do the same shit. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> Turn around, walk around. <laughs> yeah, he would give a shit. Speaking of shooting threes, it was funny. I was playing basketball this week uh, uh, with guys half my age, uh, <laughs> which is always fun. Oh, yeah, it's a blast. And uh, it was funny. I, I shot a three, and I just started jogging backwards. I'm like, dude, 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 dude. And they're like, they're like, this motherfucker's jogging backwards. He knew he was making that shit. I'm like, that one? Yes, I knew as soon as that left my hand, I was like, I knew that was going in. I didn't even have to look. I just jogged. <laughs> I just started backpedaling. <laughs> The Those other are the good feeling I, ones. The other one that I shot up, I was like, nope. I was like, that's off. <laughs> like, that's not going in. <laughs> uh, one of the one of my coworkers, uh, that's gonna be my on my new team. I start off I start on in a couple of weeks. He um he used to play basketball 
And one of the guys on my team played college ball. He's like six, eight, I think his name's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's six, eight. I'm trying to remember. I think he went to, I want to say Bradley, but it might be wrong. It might be one of the other ones. Um, they were in the tournament a couple of years ago, his school. But yeah, he played ball too. And I guess there's a, a, an adult league um, in the area. Nice. And it's, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it's, I was like, I said, now you said adult league. I said, but what's the age? <laughs> because <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, no, no, no. He goes, this is like adult league 35 and over or something like that. And I'm like, I can oh, okay. that. <laughs> I said, that's, that's, that's a little better. I was like, I don't want to hear something where it's like 25 and above. I was like, Jojo ain't playing that shit no more. <laughs> no, no. I tell you, I you know, I, I love playing, and it's a bunch of it's my nephew and a bunch of his friends that play. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love to play basketball, but man, when I'm done, like I can keep pace for the most part with them. I mean, they get a little ridiculous because yeah. they just shoot and run and shoot and run, like so that gets a little old after a while for me. Um, so like a lot of times I'll try and take the point and like bring the ball up so I can slow it down for one play. Um, Cause you know, my basketball mentality is much different than theirs. Like, oh, yeah. as, you know, I, just, I, I look, I like try to look for open plays. I don't like their, their mentality is shoot for a three or I'm driving. Like there's not a whole lot of passing that goes on necessarily on a consistent basis. Every once in a while you'll get like, they pass it one, two, three times, but that's about it. Um, but man, do I feel it like the, that after I'm done and I go sit in the car and by the time I get home, man, do I feel it? My knees are aching. My feet hurt. Like my back gets tight. I'm like, oh my God, like I am definitely 43 <laughs> playing basketball and out of shape right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you I'll definitely do, do feel it. it. I'll do it. I, I And I know I've said this before. I will do it until I can't do it because I just enjoy it too much. Like I just really enjoy it too much not to go out there and play and like put my body through hell for a couple hours. I, I enjoy it as well, but for me, it's different because I, I know what my body can and cannot do, but my brain does not want to turn off what I was able to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part. Cause when I get out there, then I can't do it or it's not a good day for my knee to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel useless. Um, plus I just, the other thing too is I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't even remember when the last time I actually played a game. I can tell you right now, I haven't shot a basketball probably over two years. Damn. Yeah, legitimately. Well, it's going to get interesting here soon because my son, who's going to be five this year, all of a sudden, he's like ecstatic about basketball. Like, he's like, Dad, come out and dribble with me. Dad, I want to dribble. And then I my daughter my was like that. And then my daughter's like, Dad, you should, yeah, let's dribble. Come on, she wants to dribble. Like they both want to dribble all the time, and I'm like, "This is great!" Like I'm excited. And then my wife asked me, she's like, "Are you going to coach if if he wants to play?" I'm like, "Hell no!" I'm like, "I'm never coaching any of my kids in sports. Like I am not doing that." I said, "I want to go and watch and enjoy watching them play sports." I said, "You know how I coach? I don't want to yell at my kids." <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I don't have no problem yelling at mine for anything else. So if we just add that to the list, <laughs> it's okay. 
Because I remember when my nephew played for us the first year that I came and helped you coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I remember he was sitting down during one of the times we were discussing like bat, like a play or something like that. I was like, get your ass up. I was like, now you can go run. You want to sit down while we're talking, while we're trying to discuss it? You go walk, go run. I was like, I don't want to be that with my kids. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm too much of a hard ass when it comes to basketball, when it comes to sports and in that, not that I'm mean, like, you, you know, I'm not mean, but I'm just a hard ass. Like you're here for a reason. Like, don't waste my time. Like we've got an hour and a half here. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Especially if you're going to be like, we want to win coach. We want to win. Cause that's anybody that's a new sports coach out there or coached any kind of sports, all kids want to win. Well, if you come, then put in the goddamn time and put in the goddamn work. Don't freaking yep. waste waste it because when you get out there and you're losing, you have nobody else to blame but yourself when you're not putting in the work. Now, if you put in the work and lose, then there's probably some part of my – then there's going to be my part on that too. You know, Sometimes the team's just better than you are, and that happens. But if you're wasting your time, you have nobody to blame but yourself on that one. Absolutely. Darth Pat, do you waste your time a lot? Because you have nobody else to blame. <laughs> but I must say, I do like your shirt, Darth Pat. It does go right along with your Darthness. Yes, yes, it does. And I promise I will never fail you again. Don't fail me again. See, now, see, see, Pat, you have the perfect lamp to the right to put red lights in there to make your Darthness even more menacing. Ooh, like an All overhead light, that, that one in the back, the overhead light that he's got there. Could put that in red. Yeah, he can do that right in front of him. Uh, I'd probably <clears throat> get some kind of a different bulb or something, you know. I mean, Pat, I was really trying to foreshadow to use the light as, you know, a red light special for the ladies. But, you know, mm, anyway. Set the mood. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Like, with having like the, the, uh, the, uh, Amazon with the Alexa. Um, you can set all like these different programs to be able to like turn on certain things. If you say like this, do this like program, it'll turn on this and turn this off and do this. My, do it on my TV all the time. My brother-in-law, he set up, uh, I forget what he called it. It's something like date night or something like that. It plays a certain playlist. It turns the lights to red and like low yep. mute i was like that's it's corny as hell but it's it's awesome too you know it's just it's yeah. i mean I'm, i don't i i have i don't want to know how many times he's busted it out or anything like that but I, like I, Jesus. I'm just like i'm just like i could picture like i can picture him going into his room and he's like alexa put on date night <laughs> it's like you you can set up like routines now like i got like I, I have like you could do it i have like an end of day routine or it plays like a, some random music or whatever that I have it set for like on Fridays at six o'clock, you know, end of work week routine. You can, I just was fucking around with it the one day, see how it was. And I was like, oh, so it like does, I didn't turn it off yet. So it just keeps doing it every Friday. But it's like, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, um, they just changed. Uh, I don't know when the update came out, but it has a male voice now. And you can call Alexa Ziggy, oh. which I'm going to turn. Um, oh, did I do that with this one? Oh, I forget. I think I might have changed the one in my, in this, in the room I'm in, uh, to Ziggy. Oh, I did. Hi, Ziggy. She doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't want to talk to you. 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I changed half of them. I kept half of them with the female voice and the other half with the male voice. It's funny. But no, I have, um, I have a, I got a, a, a Fire TV um, 2017 um, on Black Friday at Best Buy um, for a really good price. So I have my account set up to that. And I have a, an Echo, uh, an Echo Dot, whatever, underneath the TV. So I can talk to the TV or use the Echo. It's the only one in that only one I have that actually, if I say, you know, Alexa, turn on Fire TV, it'll do it. If I go into all the other rooms and try to do it, mm-hmm. it won't work. I don't understand why none of the other ones work, but that one does, but whatever. And I'll be there like, hey, Alexa, switch to game console, switches it to game console, switch to Xbox, switches it to Xbox for the inputs. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, Alexa. <laughs> open Disney plus opening Disney plus for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, already then I'm down. It might seem kind of lazy, but whatever. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm like, well thinking to myself, I, I could do that too. I'm like, how lazy am I going to make my life? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all right. Don't click don't. a button, but it's nice to talk. <laughs> Darth Pat, are you okay, sir? You look like you were, no. Okay. Is there anything that you would like to talk about, Darth Pat? That's been that you think our listeners would like to hear about, or might find Sorry interesting. Sorry if I bored you this evening. No. 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 Nothing interesting. Okay. No. Okay. Well, oh, there was one thing on football that I found interesting, and this uh, anybody that's listening that's an Eagles fan uh, or an Indianapolis fan, I'm sorry. Uh, Eagles fans will probably rejoice on this one, but uh, Carson oh. Wentz uh, <laughs> is out indefinitely with a foot injury. I'm like, okay, it's you not have a even, quarterback for him. You know, like I'm like, um, how does that happen? Considering like they're only doing like what is it? Are they even on OTAs yet? Or is I, I can't even remember where they are. Started. Okay, so they're in camp. So camp mm-hmm. started, and he's already like first weekend he's got a foot injury so he's out indefinitely i was like holy crap and this is like i said eagles fans will rejoice because like see i told you this is why they needed to get rid of him he's injury prone he's always going to be injured he's never going to make a full season and then of course you have indianapolis fans that are probably like oh fucking shit like he's fucking oh my god now what are we going to do you know trade for nick Foles. you can have nick Foles. glad (laughs) to get rid of him you can have him need a quarterback there you go I'm just like, I'm indifferent. I, I liked Carson Wentz. I think, uh, and I mentioned this before, I think the organization, upper management, did him wrong in yeah. there. I think they screwed up. And I think they're I still think upper management. Up. I think upper management did Nick Foles wrong too. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're, the, the upper management is fucking up that team and fucking up the culture of that organ, fucking up their culture. Uh, and that, and as a, I honestly, I believe that is the simple truth of what's happened to the Eagles since they won the Super Bowl. Upper management is fucking things up because the coach only has so much control. Players only have so much control. Who has all the control? Upper management has control of, uh, for, mm-hmm. you know, of that stuff. So, but you know, we'll see what happens this this season. So that's the one piece of NFL news I had. Um, Long way to go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. The NBA draft was recently. The NBA draft happened. I know we talked about basketball already, but I didn't see anything interesting that happened in the NBA draft that was worth like super, like that was like amazingly awesome. <sighs> no, I mean, the draft pretty much went 
as far as lottery picks, the draft went pretty much the way it was supposed to go. Some small things, some players dropped a little bit further than expected. You know, I'm pretty stoked. The college player, uh, Illinois, Ayo Desumu, fell, and the Bulls dropped him with the 38th pick in the second round, so I'm stoked for that. He's a combo guard. Uh, There's a couple other players that fell, too, in the later part of the second round. So other than that, nothing special except for the stupid Westbrook trade. Other than that. Yeah, which, oh, my God. So, like I said, I know we talked about the NBA already, but the Westbrook trade, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if Westbrook wins next year with the Lakers. It's it's not because of him. It's Well, no, one, it's not because of him. But don't give me the, like – all this crap about super teams and stuff like that. Now this was a trade. So this was not, and I don't know who negotiated this trade. I don't know if it was LeBron like, dude, we got to get Westbrook here. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some input on it, but it doesn't matter. You just traded for a super team. No matter if LeBron had input or not, you're, you're doing this too. Yeah. You're super loading your team for the purpose. I mean, yes, you gave a lot of way to get him. Um, but this is like free agency is great. And then there's a problem with free agency. This is probably the biggest problem with the free agency in the NBA is that how many years did it? I, I don't know. even know how many, how many years Westbrook had left on his contract. I don't know if his contract was up or not. I don't feel like he was at Washington that long. Like, I don't feel like no, it was, was only this long. season. What's that? It was only this season. Yes. Cause he was traded beginning the season out of Houston to Washington. And then Harden got traded to Brooklyn. Right, so this could have been where they were picking up the last year of his Houston contract. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to look up to see. Uh, I'd have to look up to see what his contract status is. But to be honest with you, nonetheless, it's just, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, when teams guard Westbrook six feet away when he's shooting a three pointer, that's not really someone because they know he can't make a three pointer. 60% of the time or mm-hmm. will miss it 60% of the time or 70% of the time or 80% of the time, you know, it's not, that's yeah. He's a hard worker and he goes, 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 but you know, triple double machine, but you know, what is, what is all those triple doubles done for his team? Right. You know, stats are good, but the wins is what matters. And it's just the wins haven't been there. All right. And the post that I saw on Facebook that somebody had posted that they, they copied it from the original, that, some of the people were ecstatic. Some people were dogging it. And, you know, it's like, you'll see, we got to wait and see what happens. But honestly, this is just a way I feel it's a way for Westbrook to get a title. Because if he goes to any other team, like I said, if he wins with LA, he gets his title. He can go down as a triple double machine, having an NBA title. He's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer without a uh, without even questioning. It. I mean, he he is beside before that, anyways. Without even the NBA championship, he's still a first balloter just because of his stats. Um, but he, he gets that notch in his you know he gets that feather in his cap to say I'm now an NBA champion too, just like all my buddies are. You know that yeah. that have played in the same era that I am. It, and then to me, it's bullshit because. You know, and and people disagree and say there was super teams back in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, yeah, so most of those were like those super teams weren't really super teams. How uh, you you want to define them now? Because a lot of those players were playing together from 
beginning to end, right. you know, yes. not just like randomly. You could say the first super team was the Houston Houston Rockets when they had Drexler and Olajuwon and then Barkley signed with them and then Pippen signed, was traded to them, I think a sign and trade to them. Right. Or and the problem with that them. is that and that didn't those guys out. were past their prime. Oh, yeah. They were not explosive players. They weren't dropping big numbers. Westbrook's still dropping big numbers. Now, people might say, well, Westbrook's past, past his prime. You wouldn't be able to tell by the way he plays. Uh, he's not past his prime. So, um, LeBron, yeah, just... I, you could say LeBron's past his prime. Like, he's in his late he's late 30s. He's definitely not a prime player. He's still putting up numbers, he still puts up he's numbers. not putting up. Yeah, he's just not. But if you look you can like, tell there's, there's there's certain flaws that are starting to happen from yeah. from the age. But Anthony right. Davis, this is AD. He's just, still prime play prime time prime yeah, his career. Gets hurt. He's just injury. He's just injury prone. Like he's yeah. always hurt. Um, but it's just it's there's a very big difference between what you would consider a super team now and what people look at super teams before. Like the Bulls technically would be a super team, but the big difference is is that Jordan was there. They drafted. Pippen, they drafted Horace Grant, they drafted, and some of the players got traded, but they played together for years and years and were dominant as they played for years and years. They didn't trade for a guy and then were dominant because that guy was already a superstar with another team. That's the kind of stuff that didn't happen. They were going to win three championships with Robin or not. Someone else would have filled that role. Would they have won 73 and 10 without Rodman? No. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in the high 60s again. They were still winning titles with that Rodman was on that team or not. Rodman just helped out in other ways in regards to it. And I'm not saying that, you know, him being on the team didn't make a difference because it made a difference a lot of the time. You know, uh, you know what his antics and stuff actually helped the team. But, uh, yeah, I, I still don't consider that those super teams because it's like the next next team people like to bring up is the Celtics but you know Ray Allen was there and Ray Allen needed help and they had to go out and get help and to be honest with you Kevin Garnett was semi past his prime but still playing up you know still playing well well yeah Ray Allen was already there and so was uh Ray I mean Paul Pierce is what I meant to say and then they brought in Ray Allen they traded for him because his time with the Bucks was coming to an end because they were screwed. The Bucks were just fucking him over left and right with what they were doing with that team. So, you know, he wanted, he was like, help or get rid, you know, I went out, I think it was. So, you know, that was that, it wasn't really a super team because some of those guys were like on the other, on the descending part of their prime, but still able to put up numbers and they played team ball and won anyway. LeBron is the, the, the the game changer with his Jacob Martel's to South Beach bullshit, but it is what it is. It's past now. Yeah. So now everyone wants to buddy up. You know, the Brooklyn's got their team going and all that shit. So. Well, yeah, and you and, and yeah. You look at what happens with some of these super teams. They don't turn out to be shit anyways, because no. when it comes down to it, the NBA is still a team sport. You have to play as a team if you want to win. Yep. And the the Bucks were a better team basketball player basketball team yeah. they were better teams all together they didn't get they didn't put superstars with giannis they just got oh my players God, no. they got players they had players that they drafted they had the players they brought in as key pieces nothing crazy drew holiday's not some superstar he's a higher tier player yes but he's not a superstar for like a super team guy 
he plays really good defense and he's he could he's a uh, an above average offensive player. It's just complimenting everything else they have with him and Milton. And the Bucks, if you want to put it this way, and I, and I saw this headline, the Bucks did it the hard way. It did. And it took them a couple of years to get where they needed to get to. Yeah, but it proves that you don't have to have a super. You don't have to have a team full of superstars, or I shouldn't say yeah. full of superstars, three superstars on a team to win. It's a, the formula. The formula has not changed in the NBA of how to win a game. You need the right players on the team. Now, sometimes that ends up being superstars like the Golden State Warriors. They had Steph Curry. They had um, Kevin Garnett. I'm not Kevin Kevin Durant. Sorry, Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. Some play with some people will say Clay Thomas was is also a is also a superstar player. You know that that's up to the person. Draymond Green that's is opinion. Not, but I don't think Draymond, he's a superstar superstar, but he's a higher tier player. Yeah, and Draymond Green is definitely not a superstar, but you had two superstar players on that team. But the formula still didn't change. They still had to have other players, and they had to play team ball. The Golden State Warriors, the when they were winning, played really good team ball. Yep. So, all right. Darth Pat, anything to add, sir, to our conversation today? Mm. Nothing I can think of now. All right. Theo, anything you want to leave us with? No, no, but uh, everybody out there, we are going to, maybe next week, maybe the week yes. after, we are going to have a Mount Rushmore topic of conversation. Yes, we are tossing around ideas for Mount Rushmore. We want to bring that back. Uh, so that'll be be fun. We've got two. We got two topics possibly. One talking about the Bad Batch, and uh, maybe a Mount Rushmore based on the Bad Batch series from uh, Star Wars. And then I yep. threw another one out there today, which was that's good. Uh, like this one. This is uh, the greatest. From, from, we're basing it on a small error between eighty-five and two thousand. So you know, it's a decent amount of years. Not quite twenty years, but a decent amount of years on the greatest linebackers of all time from that time frame which would be interesting. I'll have to do my history because I've never been a big linebacker buff. Other positions, I know I, I know a lot of good players, but the linebackers is kind of my fuzzy area, so I'd have to do a lot of research on that one. But I think that one would be good. I know one player I'd have to put on there, and I don't want to have to admit that I'd have to put him on there, but he <laughs> has to be on there. And it's only because of the team that he played for and the fact that it's Darth Pat's favorite team. But I got to put him on. You got to give the guy due respect. I think we know who we're talking about. I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to save that for when we do a Mount Rushmore and when we when we talk about that topic because I'm pretty sure that's going to be our Mount Rushmore kind of, kind of topic. Yeah, probably. We're bringing it back. <laughs> we're not going to do it as often, but we're going to do it as a once a month type of thing or so to get some good combos and Mount Rushmores and then banter between each other. Yes, and call Darth Pat a dummy. No, <laughs> won't call him a dummy. I'll I'll leave that for AJ maybe if he decides to join us. Yeah, those two could banter. I'll sit back and eat my popcorn. 
All right. Well, with that being said, I guess we will call it a night. So to all our fans, we do appreciate you watching. We do appreciate you listening wherever you're catching this. We, we just really greatly appreciate it. We can tell that more people are getting this. So anybody who's spreading it, anybody's sharing it, telling people about it, we greatly appreciate you. So if you are catching this, catching this on YouTube, then please get a big, big thumbs up, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, set up your notifications so you don't miss an episode. And if you're catching this on any other form of audio version, whether that is Apple podcast, um, Spotify, Stitcher radio, um, Pandora, Amazon music, wherever you're catching it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, give us a like there, subscribe to the channel there. Um, you know, and uh, if you're catching on Apple podcast, leave us a rating because that helps more people find us. So we appreciate everybody. And as always, we want to say, Good afternoon, good night, good morning, and we'll catch you on the next episode.